0: In Rosenberg, Texas, there is a church defying the downward spiral of church growth in America. It is pastored by Pastor Ben Davis. Stay tuned and listen to why some of these things are taking place. Welcome today to All Things Apostolic. We're going to have a good, good session today. If you have been following us, you know that we have been talking about um, specific churches across America that are experiencing revival. Now, the general, when you read uh, almost any research that's being done on churches in America and upon church attendance in America, you will see that it is almost uh, every research that is done, it's down. Attendance is down. Um, Giving is down. Uh, Churches are actually closing. This is true. They really are closing. In fact, I helped a friend of mine to purchase uh, a, a church building that had been a Methodist church that I could remember when I was a boy, when they built that church and it's a very nice property, but they closed primarily because there was uh, nobody coming to church at uh, just a handful of people and um, they could merge with another church or whatever they did. And they sold the church and, and, um, and we bought it. So, uh, but the decline of church attendance across America is, is talked about uh, Repeatedly. If you just read the newspaper, you'll find somewhere an article about it, about it declining. Well, in spite of all of that, there is a significant pushback that is occurring. And it's not just occurring with old people, it is occurring with young people who are seeking for something more. Now, no matter how much entertainment we get, no matter how much we focus on practical matters of life, uh, employment, finance, and family, and all of those good things, uh, there is a part of us that none of those things fulfill. There's, there's, There's a part of us that is spiritual. When God made Adam, he made him of the dust of the earth, and put in him the breath of heaven, the breath of God. And so we are made, caught in tension between earth and heaven. And a part of us is each of those things. Sometimes the Bible uses terms like flesh and spirit, uh, but we nevertheless, that is the tension that we live life in. And so there's a part of us that wants to know the eternal and wants to know God, frankly. Now, I don't care what skeptic you're listening to or who tells you that, you know, there is no God and all of those things, you know, so be it as far as letting them say what they want to say. The truth is, the truth is, is that we know that there is a God and that there is a place in us. Now, you, you may spend your whole life resisting that, but there is a place in us that wants to know God. So here's the big question. Why are some Churches, in spite of the trends, in spite of the bias against God, eternity, church, future, that uh, is infinite, that man doesn't die like a dog, but lives. Why, in spite of all the teaching about that in university after university after university, why do people still Uh, seek God? And in the face of that, why are some churches growing, and not just growing, but in some cases growing spectacularly? Um, And so when we look at that, we see these churches across America. There are a number of these churches that I am watching and observing and And I see what is taking place in those churches, and in many of those cases, I actually know the pastors. And I will tell you, there are some, uh, I'm not trying to be mysterious here, but there are some secrets. There are some things to know. There are some, if you want to use biblical language, there are some revelations that people have about these things, and everybody doesn't have them. And now look, I'm not being elitist, and I'm not being selective in the sense of any kind of polarizing or political uh, conversation. I am just telling you the truth. Every church does not grow. Many churches in America are not growing. I don't care what kind you're talking about. But these churches are growing because these churches have, to use theological language, revelation. They have revelation from God. And revelation can be learned. It can be shared. It can be Uh, It can be received vertically, straight from God, unmediated by a human instrument. Or it can just as powerfully be shared horizontally from one person who has revelation to another person who is hungry for revelation. And so who you're connected with, where that goes is, is who you're connected with makes a difference. And these people are all connected and they are connected both uh, by most of the cases by knowledge of one another and also with spiritual insightfulness that gives them a togetherness. So let me introduce to you to one of the churches that is experiencing this kind of growth. Now, there are churches in the country. There are churches in the city. That does not determine whether what all the things I've just said about growth works or not. That is not the determining factor. It doesn't matter. It works anywhere where there is revelation. This particular church is suburban in Houston, Texas, and it is in Rosenberg, Texas. It's pastored by Pastor Benjamin Davis, who for several years started the church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, then became pastor here he has experience in a number of things. He's a very successful businessman. He um, uh, he also has been administrator for a a group of a growing group of preachers in a fellowship. Um, uh, he still wears some of those or pieces of some of those hats, and um, and is a tremendous young man. Received the Holy Ghost. His life was changed when he was young. He was a singer and, and musician in a rock band originally. He didn't look then anything that he looks like today, and he didn't live anything like he lives today. But, um, and so I want you to welcome Pastor Benjamin Davis from Rosenberg, Texas. Pastor, we're so glad to have you with us today.
1: Thank you, Dr. Wilson, for having me. It is an honor to be with you on all things apostolic. Well, man, we are
0: just delighted that you are here with us today. And how long have you been in Rosenberg? Seven years. Seven years. That's not very long. I mean, in terms of, well, let me take that back. Some uh, religious organizations, they move their pastors at a maximum of five years, but these growing churches I've been talking about are not churches that somebody can just come in and move the pastor. I mean, if he was not living right or something, of course that'd be different, but where he's doing the job, nobody determines that in, in our uh, orbit uh, except uh, the man of God himself. So um, seven years is not long. When you took the church, it was, am I right? It was from an elderly gentleman, was a fine man, Uh, but had been just trying to kind of hold it together for several years. Tell us about that a little bit.
1: Well, uh, the foundation was laid by the late Jerry Wheat. Uh, Him and his wife, Judy Wheat, were here for over 30 years. Uh, They built the building. uh, They built up the people that we have now. I think when we got here seven years ago, I looked back at one of the pictures and counted through one of the services. Uh, and I counted about 80 people in that service. Um, and, uh, but when we came, uh, we, just, we, we felt it was of God. We felt the potential and we felt like the Holy Ghost really wanted to take this church to the next level. And uh, God has given us mighty, mighty revival. Uh this past Easter Sunday we had 228 plus. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, we we didn't run a van, we didn't run a bus. That's completely organic. We've got people coming in, getting baptized. And what I'm finding here, Dr. Wilson, is it's not uh a, a, a it's not a it doesn't feel like a struggle. People are coming. When they come, first-time visitors, they go to the altar. They weep, they pray, they repent. When they feel something real and they hear the message, it connects with that truth-loving heart, and they fall on it. And people are getting baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got another baptism this week. A first-time visitor came up to me uh, Wednesday night. She'd never been here before. She's got a newborn baby. I said, you know, if you wanna keep your marriage together, bring them to church. And, and it's good for your kids too. And she looked at me emphatically in the eye and she said, my son will be raised in this church. (laughs) That's awesome. And so that's the kind of love and connectedness that people are feeling when they walk in. There is just a confirmation of the Holy ghost. And it just, it resonates with people. People are looking for truth and they're looking for somebody to love them, believe in them and give them a little bit of hope. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, and I
0: believe that, and uh, that is one of the things about um, uh, churches like yours that are just growing. It is the it is the antithesis of anything that has to do with coercion. It it is the opposite of anything that has to do with manipulation or trying to, uh, you know, corral people to come in and then keep them in with some kind of psychological threat or fear or are intimidation. It's the exact opposite. It's, uh, I mean, I've only been to your church once or twice, but it's like one of the happiest places in Houston area. I mean, people are just, they're just exuberant. They're just delighted to be there. And after church, you can't hardly get the lights turned out and and the doors closed because they want to stay and fellowship and they'll stick around there for 30, 40 minutes, an hour, hour and a half and and that i found that to be true in most of these churches so uh, it's just the opposite people who are looking for ways to control people uh uh with coercion and and not provide liberty in these these are churches that are characterized by liberty and so this lady felt that and uh, uh, which is just one i'm sure of, of scores of testimonies that has taken place there um, and you can see in some of these pictures that, uh, that are here also in some of the services how this is working. So it looks to me like in, in this one particular picture I looked at that the place is just pretty packed out. What are you doing? You're, going, you're not going to quit growing. What are you going to do for the future?
1: We're building a building right now, right down the street from our church. Uh, we've got 10 acres about a half mile off of highway 59 in Southwest Houston. Uh, we are building a, a new building. It will seat 500. It uh, is it big enough? No, it's not big enough for what God wants to do, but it's going to get us to the next level. Oh, that's great. How far from the present church? Um, about
0: two minutes. So, so it's, you're going to still be in the area. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that, that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, um, uh, another thing that this isn't always true, but it is true many times is that in the churches like yours um the pastor's whole family is part of the ministry, and i mean they're in it, and where and where some pastors or parishioners can't you know it seems like they're teenagers and young people. Young adults don't want to go to church at all. Um, in most of these churches, it's just the opposite. I mean, they don't—they uh, don't want to ever leave. They—they—they they, they see what's happening and they are involved with it. So, talk to us a little bit about your family. How many children you have, and
1: and and are they involved? My wife Monica and I have three kids. Uh, our oldest Anna is our music director. She's twenty-one years old. Uh, and then Morgan, uh, my middle daughter, uh, she is 18. She helps with the music. Both of them help with our Christian school, Rosenberg Christian Academy. Uh, that was the uh, uh, something my wife wanted to do, and a burden of my wife's was to help our kids with their education. Uh, and then my son, Colton, he's 13, and he is uh, a drummer in the church, uh, a part of a of a great big bustling youth group. Uh, Our youth group has really just about doubled in size in the last four or five months. Teenagers want God. They, their parents want a safe place to bring their kids. They want that. Yeah. And especially in this world. uh, And I, I tell them it's a privilege to be a part of the youth group. It's not a right. It's not, you know, you, you want kids that want to be there, that want to be living for God, and parents get that. They, they appreciate how you want to uh, just help them have a safe environment. Yeah. So our it's amazing. Uh, I couldn't do it without my wife, Monica. I could not do it without—I've got great kids, Anna, Morgan, and Colton. They've got great personalities. They love people. And they love the church. They they don't even want to be away. They don't want to go on vacation. They want to stay with their folks and their family at the church, their church family. It's amazing. Yeah, that that, <laughs> that is a great
0: testimony. And I've had the privilege of meeting your children and they are, they're just super, super young people. Um, Thank you. So, um, well, when I think about this and you, what you said about young people, uh, I, I got to thinking about our local church and this is the truth, the youth, the youth group and the young adults is larger than any time in the history of our church. And young people are just, they want to be there. They, they want to be a part of it. They have service on Saturday night uh, and it is just, uh, it's just incredible what is taking
1: place. So, um, So when will you be in your new building? They're telling me that they expect us to be in the new building by the end of the year. Oh my, so you're moving. You're, I mean, it's happening.
0: They're moving. Well, tractors are rolling. I'm people are excited. I. I well, you've got me excited about it too. And I, and um, I want you to get it done. Cause I want to see it too. Amen. And, and watch people just come to God. This is in folks. This is in a, a suburb of, of Houston, Rosenberg. And, um, I mean, if it can happen there, it can happen anywhere. Well, I want to thank you today, Pastor, for being with us. What a what a great testimony and what a tremendous man you are. And um, and uh, Jesus was a pretty famous teacher, and it was Jesus that said, um, "You shall know a tree by its fruit." And so when we look at the fruit of the Ben Davis tree and what God has done for you miraculously, and you have transposed that to your children and now to people around the city is a remarkable thing. And uh, we're just delighted. We're going to, we want to have you back and and we want to hear some more
1: stories about how it's going. Well, we'd love to, we'd love to uh, share those stories with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Wilson, for having us today. All right. God bless you now.
0: So there you have it. There you have it. That's just one of many stories and um if if you're a pastor or if you're a leader of a church and you are looking for a way to um to break out of the just the 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 lack of progress and growth and joy in the church um then uh, uh write to us. Talk to us and um, and we'll have discussions about that because I'm just telling you that if you really love God and you're really called of God and you know you are, there's not, there, there's no reason why you can't be having uh, revival in your city and church growth in your city. I wish we'd had more time to talk to Pastor Davis about some other things uh, in his church and multiculturalism and so forth. Uh, we didn't have time for it, but but we will. God bless you and thank you for being with us today.